It's Amber Bradley, your host for the unscripted side of LP. It's Talk LP Podcast time. What's up, Talk LP Podcast fans? It's Amber Bradley. We are live in person at NRF Protect. Special guest, Van Carney, Ring of Excellence winner. What's up? Look, we can do this. We're not on Zoom. Woohoo! <laughs> okay. Congratulations in all seriousness. I know we're Thank old you. friends, so we joke around, but this is very serious and heartfelt. Congratulations, Ring of Excellence winner. Tell us, how does that feel? Well, first off, thanks for having me here. It's always nice to see you. I uh, love seeing you. You know, you're, you're great for the industry, and so to <laughs> invite me here to talk about that is, is just awesome. The award itself, uh, it was a pleasant surprise. It, it's, it's awesome to receive. I mean, you know, I have been working in the industry for many, many years, and you know, to be in the company of someone like a Gus Downing, who has been a, a past winner, someone like a Gene Smith. I mean, Amber, it's, it's, it's incredible to win that type of award, and I feel very honored, and uh, I would you know, say thank you to the NRF for selecting me, uh, because I know that there are a lot of people that were probably just as deserving as me, so I feel very honored. Well, you definitely deserve it. It's very cool. So three decades, you said many, many years because you're kind of glossing over it, but it's three decades in the industry, which is super cool. So want to talk a little bit about those three decades. Okay. So I know you spent a lot of time in Domino's corporate, mm -hmm. some on the franchisee side, and then talk about what you're doing now, but start, you know, you can, I'll let you skip ahead a little bit, but yeah. talk a little bit about those those decades of experience. Well, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you that I've had fun along the way. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I was in college majoring in criminal justice. Um, I had a professor who was ex-FBI, and he said to me, he goes, Carney, he goes, if you want to do well, you don't want to go law enforcement, you want to go private security. Now, I'm dating myself because that was a time that, you know, it's not the security of today. Yeah. But interesting enough, we've gone from like security to asset protection to loss prevention and now kind of full circle back to really security again. And, you know, my first job, I was actually, there were no positions available in the security department. All of the positions were filled by ex-law enforcement of some sort, um, you know, whether it be FBI, Secret Service, Naval Intelligence. My first role was a company down in Nashville, where I'm originally from, with Genesco. And they're still in business. It's, it's a huge conglomerate. Um, they so, sold men's tailored clothing and, and shoes. And I traveled the country as really uh, an auditor until there was an opportunity to move into a division of that company. And then that's when I really fully transitioned a couple of years later as a security and safety manager taking on all that responsibility for that division. And then from there, the, the loss prevention director for Genesco left and he came to Cleveland with Sherwin-Williams. And he called me up one day and he said, Van, would you like to be a divisional director covering the whole Northwest? And I said, absolutely. So uh, uh, we boxed up the family and uh, moved to Cleveland, lived in Cleveland here for about six years. Great experience. Uh, things have changed a little bit here, but not that much. And then at, at one point, uh, we decided that it was time to transition. And that's when I left and went back to, to corporate, uh, to, to Domino's. And I was at corporate uh, for a little more than 25 years. Uh, before I transitioned for a franchisee. Worked there a little bit, and to talk about that, uh, working for a franchise organization compared to corporate, uh, there's some big differences. Yeah. Uh, just in the sense of, 
you know, when you're at corporate, you're really creating policies and procedures that affect not just some of the, the corporate businesses, but also some of the franchise businesses. And on the franchise side, you're doing nothing but really help that franchisee produce more money for the bottom line. That's yeah. the biggest difference. Well, and it's tricky because you have certain legalities that you on the corporate side have to navigate when you're helping the franchisees, right? You do, and I was always able to, to really kind of make that transition rather easy. When I first went to Domino's as an example, we did nothing but work with our corporate stores. We had 1,500 corporate stores. Uh, but then what started to happen is that we were selling off those corporate stores to franchisees and I saw when I was a regional before I was promoted to a director that I had to make a transition where I was probably going to be unemployed. Uh, because some of the times corporate markets would be sold off and the people that were in loss prevention uh, would be looking for new opportunity. Uh, but we were able to make that transition to the franchise side. And, and one of the things that I've always talked about, and you know, not just something like this, but other meetings that I attend, is, is really trying to create best practices at the corporate level yeah. to be able to have that transition down to the franchisees. Because the franchisees, they still have standards they have to follow that the corporation sets up and expects for them to follow that. But they're really more like guidelines. And so I can't, uh, or the team couldn't tell a franchisee exactly what to do, but we could hold them responsible for the standards. And we would share our best practices and many of them would take them and run with them because they were proven on the corporate side of our business. That's really interesting. I know, especially on the restaurant side, there's lots of operations that have to deal with the franchise environment. So um, talk a little bit about your involvement in the industry, right? So you sit on the NRF Advisory Council, have been super involved with our LPSA, one of my favorites, of course. So um, talk a little bit about that, why you feel like it's important to get involved in industry associations and why RLPSA is your all-time favorite. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I can't really say that. You can't say that because now because Radar Ref's giving you this ring hey, of excellence. It's uh, it's a great question. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think one of the things about me is I like to be transparent. And the reason I want to be transparent is I think at this point in my career, you know, there, there are a few things I still want to try to do. I mean, what I really enjoy doing is still helping people create their own policies, procedures, programs. I love to create training. I mean, that's the fun aspect of, of loss prevention you know, or security. Uh, you know, the investigation piece, we all do it, you know, and, and, and you know, it's always fun to do that as well. But one of the things that, that I would say that I've enjoyed most, and, and let's kind of start from, from where it began with being able to really create and make a difference in the industry, I think. I think it does go back to even before it was called the RLPSA, all right? Um, but, you know, when I saw the opportunity to get involved in something like the RLPSA, it allowed me to be able to try to start to make change. It allowed me to be involved. It allowed me to help my company. It allowed me to help other companies. Um, in addition, I was able to be creative. And as you well know, we started uh, working together the, the safety committee, which, you know, part of my responsibility in my career has always been safety. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, when you're in the business, anything that somebody doesn't want, you try to snag because, you know, it, it gives you more to be responsible for. Uh, but then we created the franchise committee for the RLPSA. Well, that experience, Amber, really allowed me to continue not just to grow within the restaurant business, but to become more involved, I think, with something like the NRF. 
And I got involved in NRF. I jumped on several different committees trying to make a difference on that advisory board at a higher level as well for all industries. So again, I'd want to say that, you know, by doing that, it allows me to have a lot of good networking opportunity, uh, you know, with a lot of different people, both solution providers as well as other practitioners to be able to help them in their careers. So talk a little bit about, because that segues perfectly into what you're doing now, because you're consulting, creating some of these programs and policies for other companies. Did I get that right? You did. Yeah. Talk a little about, about that. Well, I love that. I mean, that's, you know, I think my forte, being able to, to network, being able to be out there and about, being able to kind of do that cold call, you know? Uh, you know, I would say that uh, not a lot of people would like to do that. I know that being a practitioner for all these years, I'd have people cool call on me. Now it's like reversed, you know? <laughs> What's that like? Uh, but, you know, it's, um, you have more losses than you do wins, okay? <laughs> uh, but, you know, you adapt to it, you know? And, um, you know, what I feel good about, I think, is, and, and I'll just relate a kind of a true story. My uh, daughter is in sales. She's an unbelievable saleswoman, a, a lot like you. I mean, able to be out there and about, you know, really making it pop and happen. She doesn't mind rejection. I mean, yeah. she looks at that as a challenge, and, and I've had to kind of look at it that way. Um, and But she tells me that the reason that she's so good at what she does, when she was younger, I used to take her to flea markets, and we would go in and we would haggle back and forth for, you know, a toy that might cost five bucks. We'd try to get it for a dollar. And she's never forgotten that experience and so you know I think that's what you have to realize that you know you don't take it personal that you know when you're trying to transition to what I'm trying to do you're going to have some hurdles yeah but you have to look at it positively and then when you have the wins you got to celebrate the wins just right. like you would when you're working for a corporation you did something great you're giving solution providers a little advice here. Look at that. It's like twofold. Okay, so sometimes when people win this ring of excellence, they're out. they like, that's it. I'm out. Yeah. Retired. Yeah. So... Yeah. I don't know. Is You're not true? hanging up your hat I mean, anytime soon. I mentioned soon. Gus. I mean, Gus is still seems still to be out it. there. Still you know, Gene. Day. I saw Gene here at this conference. You know what I mean? All Gene's cruising. I mean, do, do, do I really <laughs> want to call it quits? Uh, you know... This is kind of like a way to, to kind of go ready. out on top, I guess. Yeah. But do you yeah. really want to do that? I don't know. I think it depends. I mean, if I can stay relevant, you know, and I can still make a difference, I want to stay involved. Yeah. Um, will I go at the pace that I've gone at for all these years? I mean, I remember that, uh, you know, when I worked for Sherwood Williams here, I would come in the office on a Monday. I was covering, like I said, the whole Northwest. I would leave on a Tuesday and come back on a Friday. And so when I would come back, I would try to make quality time, you know, for my family. You know, I had young kids at the time and, and you know, I didn't look at it as as just quantity. I wanted to try to, to spend some time with family. Uh, so I've got some time to make up and I've been able to spend some time with my grandkids now, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, but as long as I can stay relevant, I want to stay out there and about. And if I feel like I can make a difference, you know, um, creating programs for, you know, other folks or helping them out. That's really what I want to do, Amber. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Talk LP podcast, hot seat in person at NRF Protect. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank We're you. We're out.